Greetings, kindred witches. Welcome to the Atomic Heart for this Sunday Haven. Here we share our experiences as we build a modern-day inclusive witchcraft practice rooted in nature seasons, celestial cycles, and the science of energy. Join us as we build a practice that learns from our past, is rooted in our present, and works toward building a better future, all while connecting deeply to the earth and sky around us. Let us begin a new era of witchcraft. Hi everyone, welcome to our Grove. It's wonderful to have you in 2024. You may already have noticed some changes to this format as we explore how to best lean into our personal paths while also sharing our journeys with all of you. We're looking to have more of a conversation where we share our personal journeys through the lens of the witch's wheel. And we also wanna have more space to hear questions and stories from you all. In our Solstice episode, we talked about offering workshops. So stay tuned to our Patreon for when those will be announced. And for our Seattle-based witches, we're hoping to spin up some in-person meetups. So keep an ear out. Speaking of Seattle, we acknowledge that we are currently here on the lands of the Coast Salish peoples, more specifically the Duwamish and Muckleshoot tribes. We wanna take a moment and recognize and honor the ancestors of the land on which we reside. Thank you for joining me. And while we're always thrilled to try new things with you all, there's plenty we're not changing. We'll still be here virtually to build and connect with a community that stretches far and wide. We'll continue to learn together through the celestial cycles and shifts of our natural world. We'll still ask big questions, hold safe spaces, and work toward building a better future, a better, more magical future. As we gather in this grove, may we reach into ourselves and connect with the witch within. Please join us as you feel comfortable in saying these words. From stardust we came and to dust we return. Earth and bone. Air and breath. Fire and blood. Water and flesh. As witches we gather at one with the trees and the stars. Join us and be welcome. I take a moment here to connect to the witch within, settling in by making sure you're in a comfortable posture, whether you're sitting, standing, lying down. Make sure your body has some sort of solid contact with the floor or surface beneath you. And if thoughts come while we do this, go ahead and note them and let them go for now. They'll return later, I promise. Allow your eyes to close or drift into a relaxed position. Then let's our focus our attention to the element of air as we inhale and exhale. And with each breath, gently slowing and deepening, inhale and the exhale. 
feeling the atomic energy of oxygen as it enters through our nose and mouth, making its way deep down into our core, energizing and feeding ourselves as it goes. Breathing slow and deep. As this happens, allow your mind to come to the present moment and space, the sounds around us. The smell and taste of the air as we continue to slow our breathing. The feel of our bodies within our skin free of judgment or adjustment, bringing only presence as we move our focus from our breathing to the atoms that sit just above our skin, breathing in and out. And as this awareness shifts, allow yourself to build an image of which whatever that means for you. It may be a set of feelings. It may be a visual image. It may be a scent on the wind or a taste. Whatever comes to you today, allow it to wash through you Letting it, letting which energize every cell. Tapping into that deep well of wisdom and connection, a web that weaves and spans time and space. connecting us not only to each other and our ancestors, but also every living creature on this earth. Our energy woven together in a complex atomic mass. Let that web feed you, fill you, and make you whole. And let the witch within carry you today. Breathing in and out. Feeling the elements imbibe you. And exhale.
Good moon witches, let's talk seasons, lunar tides, and celestial happenings. The solstice has come and gone, and depending on your earthly location, that will mean either the days are growing or waning in length. And no matter where your feet touch the ground, we are headed into a new moon, which always signifies a time of rest, reflection, and dreaming ahead. For those in the southern hemisphere, the days are now shifting into the heavy warmth of late summer and the hours of sun begin to shorten. Yet we haven't quite hit the waning point of the equinox, so much like the energy just after a full moon, this time is about harvesting and enjoying what the season has wrought, and maybe putting a few final touches on. As you relax in the lazy heat of late summer, it's time to relish in the bounty, reflect on the process, and lean into gratitude. For those of us in the north, we are experiencing the opposite shift. Days are finally beginning to lengthen, and for us up here in the Pacific Northwest, that makes a big impact. Each minute of extra daylight inspires hope and growth, which means this is the season to dream of the seeds you will plant in the coming days. Having just relished in the deep rest of candle nights, and if you weren't able to grab that hibernation moment, be sure to do so at this full moon or this new moon. It's now about slowly letting ourselves imagine what this next growing season might hold. It's a great time to make lists of the proverbial and maybe literal seeds that we hope to plant in the coming lunar cycles. Then as the energy continues to grow with the daylight hours, it will become time to get those projects started, but we aren't quite there yet. So for now, content yourself with making plans and dreaming of what this year's harvest might contain. Lunar tides, be with you. Welcome back and welcome to At The Hearth. Our hope is that during this time we are able to share and to start a conversation around our working practices. But first, we want to take a moment to just share a little bit about ourselves and where we currently are. I'm Alyssa. And I've been practicing witchcraft in one form of another for about oh, 20 years at this point. A lot of my early practice was driven by fantasy books, movies, TV shows, you name it. And let's be honest, a lot of my current practice draws from that as well. I tend to be heavily like environmental, earth, forest focused witch with some like kitchen cottage elements thrown in, if that makes sense. Within the witch's wheel, I'm currently in my ember cycle, but I'm still exploring and re-exploring subjects in sapling. I'm always excited to learn new or better or different ways to approach my craft, and of course, I am thrilled to be a part of this community. Hi, I'm Jay, and I've been exploring witchcraft for about five years, so not 20, but uh, exploring witchcraft for about five, practicing for about three, if I'm honest. I was raised Roman Catholic till high school, uh, then moved into Lutheranism uh, by way of some friends and some kind of evolution of that faith. And then a period of growth led me here to this magical new realm. I always felt that there was something natural that I, I always wanted to add to my Christian faith. And um, I really come to love and dig deep into this new practice here. Um, my areas of focus and love to get started um, 
my background is in music and singing, so that plays heavily into my practice. I really kind of can't go and tap deeply into something without sort of a musical tie-in. Um, I also love writing and just words and the use of words, so I do a lot with that too. And I also have a definite affinity and love for the colder months of the year, so this is this is my time. I'm in my sampling cycle and I'm building out my foundations and I'm dabbling in a few fledgling areas where I've found my experience and learnings have kind of already brought me naturally. And that's where I'm at. And you might recognize this voice. Hey, it's Ash. Uh, I won't spend much time here since the past five years of this podcast has literally been focused on my path so far. So most of you kind of know where I'm at, but uh, for those that are just joining this year will mark my 27th year as a practicing witch. And as many of you know and have heard, my practice has changed a lot through that time. Um, just like all of you, I'm still on my journey, consistently discovering and shaping my craft as I go. The Witch's Wheel is a great example of that and how I really wanted to understand the types of magics and crafts that I've woven in through my journey so far. You know, over 27 years, you kind of forget all the different things that you've learned or spent time with and what you've kind of integrated and just uh, forgotten that you've integrated. It's the Sometimes you don't even really know uh, the information you hold until someone starts asking you questions about it, which has been one of the more uh, wonderful and enlightening things about um, having a Grove community is the, is the more we talk about it, um, the more I get to really even kind of unearth my own feelings and um, path around each thing. So I'm currently moving through the ember wheel of my path, focusing on things like sigils, potions and elixirs, music and song, ancestors and shadow work. Much like Jay and Alyssa, you know, I pull a lot from music, song, uh, the uh, everyday experience, and, you know, a lot of fantasy elements. Uh, <laughs> Alyssa and I were talking earlier, I had handed her a book that I'd grown up with, um, that I just really find kind of shaped my path very early on. And, and she, you know, came back with me, of course, oh my gosh, this, <laughs> this is so much exactly what you talk about. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't want to discount those things. I think those things are really important as we talk about, you know, imagining things and believing in things. Um, fantasy is part of that. And, uh, you know, it helps us dream of a different and better world. And that's what gives us the ability to actually have goals and, and things to get there. So I want to start off our new format by talking a little bit about why we decided to make this change and uh, what we're hoping to manifest with this change. And so Alyssa, Jay, I, I'd love to hear from you. What are what are your aspirations for this format? Uh, well, for me, I I find that like when the three of us just kind of get together and have a conversation, really amazing things come up. And it's always like, wow, I really wish we had recorded that because it was just so incredible. So I'm really excited to be able to capture more of like our conversations and our paths and our journeys within those. Uh, as they come up naturally so for me this new format is really exciting in that um, and then of course like really being able to connect more with the community and having like our Q&A session which will happen at the end and more community time uh, is really exciting to me uh, the community aspect of witchcraft is very new to me I've always been kind of solo practice or like on the edges of community, but not really a part of one. So being able to dive even further in is just honestly awesome. And uh, doing this format is more less prep for me, less writing, as I'm sure it is for you as well, Ash. So it's allowing more headspace to focus on my own practice and to really just feel around with things instead of having to be up in my head and 
thinking of like what's the next thing what's the next thing so yeah that's that's kind of what I'm excited about for this this new format Jay what about you it's funny for me I feel like I actually come at this from the opposite angle where so much of my uh belief life was community driven growing up you know you go to church all the people are there it's <laughs> there isn't actually as much solo uh stuff that you do other than maybe some some prayers to yourself or what have you so a lot of what i've come to benefit from from being connected to this community is learning how to develop my personal practice my personal tastes and open up those new doors to learning um and i think that this format to to the points you've all raised really I think gives us more room for that because conversation drives so much exploration and natural discovery and it leaves room for more spontaneity. So I kind of love a world where in some of these episodes and topics, we don't, we don't really know where it's going to take us and we're open to that journey. Um, and, you know, for me also, I love that this, you know, as opposed to being uh, overly prepared, this kind of lets us get down on the ground with like the everyday real life experiences of what it's like to to live into our witchy practice, to find ways to build it into our day-to-day -day lives, and, and to also just be honest about how that's really hard sometimes. And I think that too is really a great learning opportunity. So learning this is my big headline. Yeah, I love that. You know, for me, um... Honestly, Alyssa touched on this a little bit about, you know, not having to, you know, put so much prep. But as I said, you know, I am at this point in my path where I've kind of redefined things. And, you know, I don't, I'm not at a point where I want to be framed as the expert. You know, everyone's path is so different. And, you know, in our previous formats where I would kind of speak on specific topics, I definitely, you know, had the pressure of making sure I'm doing my research, doing the right, res uh, finding the right sources. And, you know, ultimately, while I love doing that, and it, it deepens my practice, it also takes away from the everyday experience, as Alyssa said, it really kind of puts you in your head a bit. And at the same time, I still want to connect, I still want to share. Um, so, you know, the idea is that, uh, you know, as I encounter uh, new things on my witch's wheel, I, you know, I'm going to share with you those resources, I'm still going to share with you the things I'm learning, and so you walk away with some, some tactile stuff. Um, but I want to do it in a way that feels really organic and more in alignment with what I'm actually learning and experiencing. Um, that way we can do it as a, a journey together. So the goal is to be more of a guide and a companion and, you know, just a voice of experience along the way. Uh, but I'm on the same path, just, you know, walking along with everyone else. And this really lets me have time to lean into that witch's wheel without that pre pressure to create and content. Um, but also, as Jay hit on it, the community discourse. And I think that in a world where we are increasingly having a hard time having real conversations, it's really important to practice. And if, you know, practicing around a community that we feel safe in and we can, we can be a little bit vulnerable in, I think that really helps us and teaches us to have discourse. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to being vulnerable with all of you with any questions you may have. And that's whether you are listening now or you're listening later when you uh, listen to the podcast, you can always send us questions that we'll either answer live at the next Sunday Haven or we'll send you a message if that's more appropriate. Um, but really, we're, he we're here to kind of share. Um, when I first started the podcast, you know, 
there wasn't tons of resources, you know, it was about five years ago. And in that, in this last five years, the witchcraft scene has kind of really exploded. And so there's a lot of resources out there, a lot of people who um, are the experts in their path or have really done the research, you know, some of the authors we recommend, um, you know, the Irish pagan school there's So there's just a lot of stuff out there now that provides the resources that the podcast originally did. So now I want to shift it and make it more about the journey and the everyday life. So that's kind of the hope here. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, and again, if you have any questions uh, about this, we'll, we'll definitely get into that in the Q&A. Um, but I'm going to toss it over to Alyssa for our like first usual question that we'll kind of ask during this Sunday Haven format. <laughs> um, so I guess our first question is, uh, what are you manifesting or working on right now or crafting or thinking about uh, all the things between now and the full moon? And what have you taken away or learned so far? I'll take this first. Uh, I am wrapping up some broad research and understanding into my own ancestry and roots. Um, that's kind of the, the wheel spot that I'm on right now. And um, it's really interesting. I've certainly done a little bit of casual genealogical exploration. I've done the Ancestry.com stuff. I've sort of had a feeling about... Um, you know, from what my parents know, my grandparents know, um, my own sort of lineage. But when it comes to sort of playing that into my practice, the really, the research I've certainly never done is, you know, what does witchcraft look like in in those cultures, uh, going back to those various countries or different faith systems or um, spirituality practices. So um, a lot of interesting research, and it's definitely helping me to ask different questions or just learn about how different cultures tackle things like energy and tapping into nature cycles. Um, it is, uh, admittedly, it's the start of the year, so I'm really busy, so sometimes it's hard to find time to do that kind of like deep research, but I'm doing it where I can. Um, and I think what I'm taking away from what I'm working on right now, um, and I'm kind of I'm planning on definitely building this into my next focus, which is um, my meeting the witch within uh, sapling hard um is i know i do better work i do like my best work on stuff when i'm in my astral home um and that admittedly has actually been a little bit of a struggling point for me so um i'm taking this opportunity to sort of work on both things at once um and you know and then continuing to to do that as i move through various topics and focuses so um yeah ash how about you Ooh, uh, so I think maybe for now, as we, you know, because new moon and we're, we were doing a little bit of resting, we're doing a little thinking ahead and from new moon to full moon, I like to, to plan and create something. So I'm working on my compendium uh, for candle nights. I bought myself an oversized notebook that feels well, like just, just really, just really witchy. I'm just going to, it just does. <laughs> and so I'm excited to start documenting my witch's wheel. I'm a bit of a bullet journaler. So I like to go in and, you know, um, draw and sketch and doodle all over the pages and put stickers and stamps and um, just, I don't know, really personalize and enjoy things like that. So it's a bit of an art project, but it also is going to document um, the things that I learn along. So each of those, like, like you were saying, the cards and the witch's wheel, um, so I'll have a page for each card and kind of uh, just kind of put my notes and thoughts there, things that I want to take away, maybe things that I'm more working on. And that way I kind of have this resource for when I go and do my spell work, I can, I can just kind of pull back and be like, oh, okay, so for with sigils, this is some of the key things I want to remember when I'm developing a sigil for this craft. 
or um, you know maybe I want to pull on the earth element for something so then looking more at you know the trees or nature knowing and just reminding myself of ways to to really get in tune with that energy and so I'm really looking forward to building that and you know as I mentioned sigils that's one of the things I'm hoping to work on it was a card I had for July of last year but the year just really exploded for me um, you know I had I had hoped to manifest a move for myself last year and instead actually manifested a move for work, which was fine. Um, we ended up moving locations and that's great, but it was a lot of work. Um, and so uh, those moments of like when your energy accidentally gets directed in the wrong place. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to dive into Sigil since I left that behind. And, um, you know, this first full season as the Witch's Wills taught me a lot about pacing and expectations and being gentle with myself. You know, which isn't on a timeline. Most importantly, it's about being present every day and moving through the world with that lens on. So that lens of witch on. So anyway, so the books I'm looking at right now, um, got a uh, sigil witchery, which is by uh, the our author Zach Roff. You, you all um, <laughs> uh, weave the liminal. Weave the liminal is another one of her great books. So I'm enjoying the history of shapes and lines, and then also just to kind of get myself in the practice of of drawing and creating and thinking that way. Uh, one of my favorite books is actually called The Doodle Revolution by Sunny Brown. Um, and it just challenges me to doodle every day and to have fun with it. It's just a really fun um, way. It's actually a book that teaches you to doodle for work. Um, so like presentational doodles, but I really uh, just find it to, to fit my style. So those are the, the things that I am working on and some of my struggles. Uh, what about you, Alyssa? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, having just come into the new year and coming into the new year during a long break uh, from work, which was really nice, it was a really nice reset moment, um, I find myself uh, wanting to refocus uh, a few things in my life. So I really want to, um, looking into revisiting my witch's wheel and finding a, like a new focus, like, like Ash, I was supposed to start... <laughs> uh, focusing on I think it was also sigils sigils and shadow work in the summertime and just the year got away with me and this has actually been a theme I've been hearing from a lot of people was 2023 was a doozy so really revisiting my witch's wheel and being like okay like grounding that grounding my new focus for like this next cycle and really creating headspace for it and really creating time for it um I also at random points of the year you know, I, I refresh and revisit my altar during seasonal changes. So like in the fall, you'll find pumpkins on my altar. And in the winter, it's usually evergreen, et cetera, et cetera. But I also find like at random points throughout the year, I need to just completely like revisit it, reset it, like clear dust, like all the things. So I'm really feeling that urge right now in, in my body, in my gut. Um, so I will be doing that in the next coming days and like really revisiting what I want on there, what do I want to add, what do I want to change, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, just kind of like really reshaping things for myself, refocusing, revisiting, and um, doing a little bit of reading as well. Uh, Ash just mentioned Leave the Liminal by Laura Tempest-Zakroff um, as a great book, and I am finally sitting down to actually read it, which I'm very excited for. I'm only like a chapter or so in but already I'm just like yes this is this is the what modern witchcraft looks like and integrating it into your life and I just I'm loving it I'm loving it so far very excited that's the next question for us all um more generally 
what are you struggling with or what's working well in your practice right now? Uh, let's start with Ash. Theme of the moment, struggle with time. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping with this new Hoven format uh, and podcast format, we'll see a shift in that so that I can, you know, spend a bit more time at my altar each night. Uh, I like to do a weekly tarot pull on Sundays and kind of just like what I call it, like spending my Sunday morning on the floor. Um, so every other Sunday when I'm not in a Sunday Haven, I literally just sprawl myself on my bedroom floor and um, do witchy shit. And I just, it's, I love it. Um, and then, you know, connecting more in person with this Grove and virtually or here in Seattle. Um, so those are things that uh, I'm looking forward to um, because it's, it's been a struggle with time. So I'm hoping to make time for all those things. And then, um, you know, candle nights just really worked well for me this year. I was privileged that it was truly a lovely and very restful time for me. Stayed away from the news a bit and even the outside world and kind of hermit witch in the woods it, um, you know, but when the hustle and bustle of life fades, it's so much easier for me to find that stillness where which resides for me. And in that, which offers me so much healing and understanding of my experiences. And as a person with chronic illness and chronic pain, um, that time is just really so important for me, uh, you know, because it, it, it's a lens that, you know, spans time and space. And so uh, it just really opens up, um, yeah, a lot of space for that, that great, great healing. What about you, Alyssa? Yeah, I'll say uh, one of my struggles right now in my practice is like, like, like you just sort of finding that, that time and space. Uh, and for me, finding a, a capacity, I spent found myself a lot this past year, uh, really moving away from my personal practice or putting that on the back burner, just because like, I would come at the home at the end of the day and just be so tired and like have only the energy to sit on the couch in front of the TV and scroll on my phone, you know, which is terrible. It's a terrible habit. But um, sometimes it's just all you've got energy in the tank for, you know, and that's okay. Uh, so finding ways to really leave space for practice, leave space for things that like tap into my witchiness and leaves just like finding ways to leave space. So that's that's always that constant struggle. And definitely like as I'm moving into the new year, moving into a new cycle, finding ways to really, really lean into that, you know, and finding the witch in like busyness and feeling like, you know, we live in such a busy world. And sometimes I find it's hard to find that like stillness and that depth of which in that busyness. And so how do I, how, how do I do that? That's something that's, that's, you know, exploring, struggling with. Um, but yeah, what's working really well for me right now is when I do take those moments um, to really lean in, like I had a lovely we had a lovely sort of house clearing, blowing out the New Year ceremony that we did on the fly, which much of my practice is sort of on the fly and very improvisational. Um, but that leaning into that and taking those moments and actually like taking the time out of the day to do that was like really, really successful and felt so good. So leaning into those is that's a great success for me. Um, how about you, Jay? I guess I could start by saying time as well. I'm going to start by saying, uh, actually, something I said earlier. Um, I've been struggling with with my connection to the astral, um, which was really, if I'm honest, demoralizing at first. Uh, I know I'm still kind of new to this uh, world, but that that was something that 
early on for whatever reason i feel like i just it was it felt so easy i could like close my eyes and just be in my astral home i could like without too much thinking sort of leave my physical space and connect into different energy and you know things going on around me and and more recently it's just gotten muddy and tougher and potter feels like i'm running through water and i i think it it is definitely tied very tangibly to the busyness of life and lack of time to focus i think they're, they're all very much one and the same and i think honestly in terms of a, a solution or something to work on here i'm going to echo exactly what Alyssa just said which is about leaving space um that's been a big theme for me getting into this new year i'm uh i'm a project manager by trade and i've been thinking a lot about the difference between making space for something, sort of dedicating time to something and blocking it out on your calendar in your day uh, versus leaving space for something, leaving space for the unexpected, leaving space for interruptions or flexibility or a spontaneous uh, chance to take advantage of something you've, you've been wanting to. Um, and the latter is harder. Uh, but it's also, I think, more gratifying. I, um, I also participated in that house clearing that Alyssa brought up, and that was a thing where we left space in the day for something like that to happen. We didn't necessarily plan it officially. We just knew we wanted to have room for that in the day, and so we sort of pared down the agenda so we had that time. And I think that that having that room to naturally um, dive right into something that you know in in our in our hearts we wanted to do, um, I think that that was really special for us. So um, leaving space that that's been my focus to try to sort of counter the busy uh, the busyness that can challenge the depth of focus. Well, I know we're we're all busy right now, but um, so what's stirring the the witch within, Alyssa? Um, well, right now, uh, every sunny day, there's this like little group of birds that comes to the tree outside our window. And since I'm like, very, very nature focused, and that's like, I mean, like the woods are my church, if you will, if we want to make that metaphor, uh, just watching them, watching them like hop around the tree and like peck at the bird feeder that our downstairs neighbor has hung up or peck within the moss on the tree to find like little bugs and things and snacks to eat and they're just so happy and they're so noisy but in the best of ways like they're just singing their happy little song because the sun is out and it's a little warm and they can stretch their wings and they're just so cute too so watching them and watching their joy at the sunlight and like participating in that part of nature has really been like 10 out of 10, just filling my witch soul and heart. Uh, how about you, Jay? I, I can agree with the with the snowy, the, with the birds outside in the cold. I Like I said earlier, I love the cold. I love these, these months of the year. I, for, I grew up skiing and in a world filled with snow at this time of the year. And I, I really, um, I love the silence that snow brings, I think it's particularly powerful. 
Um, and I just love the beauty of of ice and snow and the brightness of this time of year, even though there's long nights, but during the day it can be, you know, quite bright. And so that that I definitely tap into. Um, music has been really big for me lately, as it kind of always is, but in particular when uh, I participated in that recent house clearing, added to the spirit a bit with a piece of uh, choral work I hadn't listened to in years, and that's a huge passion of mine, and that that just let my heart go so deep into that moment and sort of reconnect to me with, you know, wow, there's just something incredibly powerful and moving and uh, witchy about sort of letting my soul just sort of collapse into a beautiful piece of music um, and not worrying about really anything else at that time. So that's that's been really powerful. It's It's not lost on me that music and and art is so much about connecting with patterns and vibrations that go beyond our conscious world where all those distractions live. And so I'm, I'm digging into that more. That's my, that's my way past the, the busy surface level of life. Ash, how about you? Uh, this, <laughs> um, I, you know, after so many years of, of, being in the quote-unquote broom closet I guess you know and really kind of having to hide which way um you know the podcast has always been really filling and and really um just kind of stirs that witch within right um but even more so lately I, I received a gift at work from my boss that was distinctly witchy like crystal ball atop a beautiful pie a beautiful pedestal of a five-pointed star kind of witchy and honestly, with feeling seen and accepted as witch, it just, uh, it really makes me feel in my skin. And I, I hate to use this word, but even a little powerful, right? Like, I feel like that, that, that connection really just like, feel like, oh, okay, you know, we can be accepted as a whole self and that, and that just always feels good, right? Like everybody always wants that. Um, and I also just want to emphasize that I'm really lucky enough and have the privilege to be so open about my practices and beliefs. I know that's not something everyone gets to do. Um, it's certainly not something I, I even felt comfortable in for many years um I actually got outed at work uh, probably six or seven years ago and um you know that that also just paves the way a little bit for the podcast though and willingness to kind of put myself out there um especially as the community grows right and it's been really fun to learn that you know uh you know it hasn't been without its bumps and hiccups but I'm also finding myself more and more in community with fellow witches like the more I put myself out there the more I'm hearing oh hey uh how you how you doing <laughs> you know and um I love that. I love, I love seeing that we're, you know, even though we have a lot of solo practices, the community as itself is, is really growing. Um, and so I, I love contributing to that and, and putting into that. All right, Alyssa, you're going to head us off into our new section. I am indeed so much new today. It's really exciting and like kind of nervous, like as yeah, just like a human moment. I'm, it's fun. It's fun. Um, we are going to open the floor up now to all of you. Uh, as well as ask each other um, some questions about our craft. Uh, you're welcome to ask questions about anything you just heard, or maybe if you want to share what you're working on or have a question about a different part of your practice or need advice on something, we're here for you. And I guess just a reminder that this uh, portion of the recording is part of the podcast. So by coming on microphone, you legally authorize us to use your vocals in the broadcast. But if you don't feel comfortable with that, you can drop something in chat and Jay will share it with the group. And um, I'll get us going here uh, just with asking a question. I'll, I'll, I'm a, I have some like, uh, you know, 
bigger questions, uh, but uh, I'll start with something nice and easy. And um, Alyssa, I just, when you talk about, you know, how it's a shift from being a solo witch to being in community, um, what, I just would love to know more about like what, it, what excites you about being in community. I know we've done some group work together. Um, you know, we haven't had as much of that in the last year or two, but um, prior to that, we were really kind of digging into bigger group events. And I just would love to, to hear more about uh, what, what excites you about the community uh, portion. Yeah, I mean, well, like you said, the, the, the events and the things that we've done together in person have been like really, oh my God, truly special to me just raising that energy together and being there just in a commonality was amazing. And then being a part of this community, just knowing, I guess, that I'm not alone, um, knowing that there's other people there out in the world who walk the same path or similar paths or are exploring similar ideas about the universe and magic. It's, it's really cool because, you know, I definitely grew up in a little bit of a, a spiritual woo-woo household, but I was definitely one of the few people in within my like friends and family, et cetera, that like was more witchcraft focused rather than like spiritual focus, if that makes sense. And I love all the experiences from my childhood and from growing up and doing all those things, but like having like other witch buddies, if you will, is just it's fantastic. It's, you know, no man is an island, if we want to use that saying. Uh, and so no witch is an island, uh, unless, of course, they want to be. But having that, that community, that ground thing is just, it makes my heart feel happy. <laughs> I was actually curious. <laughs> I hate to shoot a question right back to you, Ash. But I am curious, um, because one of my focuses this past oh goodness, not past witch's wheel cycle, but the witch's wheel cycle that was supposed to happen in summer was supposed to be about sigils. Um, I'm curious if in your learning so far, if you found anything that's like really surprising to you that uh, you feel like you didn't know about sigils or that something that's really cool that, I don't know, you want to share. I'm just, I'm super curious. Ooh, I admit I am uh, still digging in here. So uh, for me, really, though, I think right now I'm still reading in, at least in the, the sigil book by uh, Laura Zakroff, I'm still reading a little bit about the histories and, you know, where we get shapes and how we use shape and line and dots and just the really most rudimentary parts of, of drawing, right? Like very basic line shapes and, you know, circle versus square versus a, just a single straight line versus three stacked lines for, you know, what do they look like? Vertical, horizontal, and their meanings. Um, and I honestly, I'm always just blown away by how much um, cultures over time have very similar uses or um, applications of things. And so, you know, kind of ties it all into like that human condition or uh, a little bit of that idea that there is just this giant web of knowledge that we kind of all have access to. Um, and I, I, you know, there's a big part of me that, uh, you know, scientifically, I'm like, oh, you know, prove it, prove it. But the other part of me is like, I have those moments where, you know, I, I feel tapped into that. And so seeing that through art and through sigil work, um, I'm just kind of excited to see kind of how that all will inspire things. It's very cool. Thank you. Uh, Jay, there's, it looks like there may be a question in chat or you want to read what's, uh, what's happening? 
Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. I um, She shared some very nice thoughts in chat, uh, which I can read quickly. And then I have a question uh, as well for you all. Um, she said, my dog is super barky today, so I'll probably stay off mic. But I'm with Jay about winter through the year. I'm reading and reflecting on Jack and Susskind's new book, A Year in Practice. I finished the winter portion and I'm planning to spend the next few months focusing on rest, reflection, and reading. My word of the year is resolve. I love that. And it's really helping me keep me centered so far. My favorite time of year to be outdoors is winter because as an urban dweller, us too, our public parks are way less peopley this time of year. Fall is prettier, but winter hands down is the time of year that nature revives my spirit. I'm Jeez, I could have wrote that myself. <laughs> can, can, kindred spirits in that, Shay, very much. Does um, anyone, just out of curiosity, sorry to interrupt, Jay, out of curiosity, does anyone else have a word of the year? I know my word this year is courage. Um, anyone else? Oh, we have a whole board in our kitchen that are words of the year. <laughs> um, but one for me is definitely like confidence and also cozy. I really want to lean into cozy this year. Mm -hmm. I think mine's space. We got Ooh, persistence. persistence. That's good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, if it's all right, I I've got a question too for for you two. Um, really, both of you. Uh, so feel free to jump in whichever of you feels the most of this. And I've totally asked you this before, but it's been a while, and it occasionally is something that comes back up in my mind. So as as you all know, I I grew up in a culture. A spiritual culture that has a dogma, you know, very much a a right way of saying things, doing things, of what to wear, or where to go, who to talk to, who not to talk to, like all these things. And so for me, it's very hard to. It can sometimes be hard to break from this feeling of. Oh, I don't want to do it wrong. I don't. I don't want to say the wrong thing. But am I? is my altar set up the wrong way? Did I forget, if I forget to say this word when I, you know, am meditating or starting to meditate, does it not count? You know, just all these ridiculous rules that I can like bog me down. What's some advice to someone that either of you would give uh, that I, you've probably given me about like how to break from that and how to think about personalizing your practice? Well, Alyssa, you know, I have thoughts. Do you, do you want to go first? Sure, I can go first. Uh, well, for me, definitely, I, you know, when I first started, I was, because at the time, 20 years ago, God, so much of it was Wicca, you know, that was, that was the thing that was like, big in the late 90s, early 1000s, especially with shows like Charmed and movies like The Craft and Practical Magic, which I love Practical Magic so much. Um, but like, so these things were big. And so for me, when I was first starting, I relied heavily on the books and I was like, okay, there's gotta be like a right way to do these. And of course, as you're reading books by different authors, everyone has their own different way. And of course there were things in the book that I was like, I don't agree with this, or I do agree with this, or this seems like a lot of ingredients for a spell that should be really simple or yada, yada, yada. So for me, as I was first learning and first exploring and first reading, uh, just sort of knowing what felt right in my gut. And that's a lot of trusting your instinct. But definitely I would read books where it was like, oh, for this, like 
uh, prosperity spell, you need like, you know, water from the Himalayas and, you know, crystals from the depths of the sacred mountain. And, oh like, God, you, you know, it's like, I just started laughing deeply as you started going through that list. It's just, it's, it's so, we're so much. And I would look at that and I'd be like, I feel like it should be simpler. And then eventually I did find a uh, book. Uh, it's called Earth Magic by Scott Cunningham. And he is Wicca based, but his spells are like, hey, if you want to release something into like, like you want to let go of something, go to a beach, draw a symbol on the sand and watch the waves wash it away. And I was like, yes, this kind of magic. This is where uh, it's at. Yes. So it's like finding finding your sort of niche. And then from there, it's just about practice. Practice, you know, practice makes, practice builds. I don't want to say practice makes perfect because I don't believe in perfection in the craft, but practice builds on practice. And so if you're new to this, if you're just exploring, just like, just trust your, your experimentation, trust your, trust your gut. And like, there's no doing it wrong. And if you do do something and you feel like it wasn't correct, don't do it again. That's okay. You can let go of things and you can bring in new things. But yeah, that's my thoughts, Ash. I'm, uh, these words come to mind, which is, um, you are enough. You, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to, I don't know. I'm a big believer that which is something that is kind of in like the idea that there's like some sort of magic in all of us. I very much believe that. Right. Um, and, and that magic is that ability to be still and connect and be present and be mindful and to, you know, um, understand our roles, to be responsible for our energy, you know? And so I think ultimately, you know, that, you know, witchcraft is a bit of that anti-dogma, right? There, there is no right way. And sometimes the right way is to just be, um, because we are enough. There isn't, there isn't anything we have to do or achieve to be witch or to be a witch, right? Like you, you and your, your existence, that's it. That's all you need. So, and that's, that's my two cents. Thank you. Uh, question. Uh, I, I won't try to pronounce your name because I don't want to get it wrong, but we can see it. Uh, I have a question. I'm very new to all this and I am really curious, what do you use your craft for? Do you have any, example, any examples you're willing to share of intentions you've brought into being? That's a great question. I'll, I'll give a couple of very quick examples. Um, I use it for a lot of things. I, uh, namely, I'm, I'm in a lot to attraction spells in the sense of attracting things to me. Um, and so I've used it to get jobs that I want. I've used it to get houses that I want. Um, and that's not to say like, you know, money comes rolling down in waves or anything. Um, but, you know, using the practice and then also applying actual action. Like it's not just like, oh, I'm dreaming of this house and I get it. <laughs> Like I actually have to go through the work as well, but um, I have found in my life the times where I do apply both my magical practice and the actual physical normal process, I tend to get better results. It tends to go a little bit smoother. Sometimes things will just fall into place on the timeline that I need them to. Um, and sometimes that's like ultimately the most important part, right? Um, or where I was hitting a lot of bumps, things will just start to smooth themselves over. Um, I use my craft to help with my own energy, right? And my day-to-day -day balance. I use it to help 
um, community energy and group energy. Um, both Alyssa and uh, Jay can speak to that as they've worked with me in a group, but they've also seen me work with large groups. Um, and I use that a lot in my day-to-day -day business practice. Um, I'm also a techno witch, so I use it a lot in dealing with technology. And I tend to have a little bit of a healing touch. So if somebody's computer is glitching, uh, get my hands on it, it tends to, to start doing fine. Um, so there's just a lot of ways that I kind of put that into my day-to-day -day cycle. Amazing. Yeah, honestly, you just like kind of hit it all in the head. It's a very similar answer for me as to you. Uh, looks like maybe we have a question from Shay. More thoughts from Shay, Jay? Yeah, we have a lot of other really nice thoughts from Shay. I'm, I'm happy to read them. Um, and thank you for sort of following up on my own question here, where you said for breaking down rules and feeling free in a personal practice, what has helped me is recognizing that my spiritual practice is decentralized. There is no authority to follow but my own within my practice, and deconstructing authority was key for me to move on. It's still a struggle of mine to quickly think, what is the right way? Recognizing that isn't an instinct, but a taught behavior is helpful. That I love that last thing. And that, and that honestly, that's exactly where I try to remind myself to go, that I, <laughs> I, I wasn't born with these ideas. They, they were taught to me, um, mm -hmm. so they can be untaught. Um, I love this uh, this concept of deconstructing authority like that for me when I was like reading early on and like reading about Wicca and some covens have like very much like a high priestess that you like give reverence to similar to like you know you would have like a reverend in a church uh, and I was just like no I don't I don't want an authority I just want a practice so like wording that in that way, Shay, is just so good. It's just so good. I also love this response about ritual and spirituality. Again, Shay, um, thank you for uh, being both scientifically proven to improve mental health. Um, she's, she mentions that after she left high school, um, high control religion, she felt a bit like a floating floating through life. So ritual helps ground and put, put her back into her body. So um, I, you know, I, I very much agree, you know, when people are like, oh, what is the science, you know, what is the science behind some of uh, the ritual aspects or, you know, the shadow work or some of the more energy elements. And a lot of it is that, right? It's, it's mental health, it's psychology um, and uh, being able to kind of tap into that, you know, when we talk about uh, which within part of me looks at internal family systems as a psychological device and how we talk to ourselves, our past selves, different aspects of ourselves. Um, you know, and, and using which is that like true, authentic, full vulnerability self, like, and what is that? And, and what is the power that lies there? Internal family systems is good stuff. If you uh, haven't had a chance to dig into that, I highly recommend the book, uh, The Body Keeps the Score. It goes through a variety of really great psychological principles. One of those is um, uh, internal family systems. So any other questions for today? This has been so, oh, astral work. Uh, what is astral work? I've done amazing experiences with free writing and just exploring whatever spaces appear and talking to whatever characters. Okay, so this is very close. Um, they always seem so wise or helpful. Uh, it is similar to astral work. So as opposed to just, uh, and it really truly, you know, if writing is your gateway to astral work, then that is, that's, that's amazing, right? Um, it's that, it's just that in a meditation format. So, um, you know, I describe the astral home as a place that you feel ultimately the most safe. It is not bound by any sort of rules of any sort of dimension, right? It can, it can look, appear, have colors and shapes and stuff that live outside of our reality. Um, 
and then building from there and allowing experiences to happen. Um, I'm a big believer that once you build your astral home and you kind of cement some things in there. So like I have pictures of my family um, and over time, as I revisit, I will see that picture change. And I've actually seen that picture change in a way that it, I may not have known it at the time, but kind of foretold what was coming. Um, and so I think that kind of that, that deep aspect of our subconscious that picks up on all of the things really helps to feed into that. And again, it's some of that um, psychological impact of witchcraft. These are great questions. Thank you all so much for participating. We weren't sure how this format was gonna go today. Um, I'm gonna move us along though. Uh, we are uh, at our usual time there where we would wrap up here at 1130. Um, but I wanna go ahead and give us a moment here to close. And then of course, we'll open it up to community time for about 15 minutes where we turn off the recording and we all just kind of chit chat. You're welcome to come on video. Um, and again, though, if you are feeling tired after um, a long conversation today, we will have like a five minute bio break so that uh, uh, Alyssa, Jay and I can uh, grab some, grab a Bev real quick and, um, and then we'll return. But if you feel like you need to head out at that time, that is absolutely okay. We thank you so much for joining us. Ash said, thank you so all so much for your questions. And if you're joining us later listening to this, don't hesitate to reach out with any thoughts or questions you may have. We look forward to sharing again next time here at The Hearth. As we wrap here today, let us take a moment to affirm our covenant as witch and stewards of this planet that we call home. If we listen carefully, we can hear it. Deep within, the hum as it turns in tune with the cycles of seasons and life. The turning of the cosmic wheel. After the darkness comes dawn and after the day, sunset lays the world to rest. We honor this cycle, this ebb and flow, beginnings and endings of birth and death, and the path of which as we walk along the wheel, weavers of magic and manifestation. As which, we walk the wheel as stewards of nature, honoring and manifesting a cyclical balance. To the roots and bones upon which we stand, we give gratitude to that which came before. As which, we walk the wheel as a gatherer of community for this place we call earth and for all the creatures and beings which call this planet home, we offer a safe and inclusive space. As which we walk the wheel as keepers of wisdom, knowledge and story by honoring history, learning and making meaning, we carry forward the wisdom of those who walked before. As which we walk the wheel as bridge builders finding shared visions of a more aware and sustainable future. As which we walk the wheel as weavers to know thyself and the energies around us. Through presence and attention, we shape and grow our craft. And so the wheel turns and whether we feel its impact today, whether joy or sorrow, there will be a day when we too feel the turning, the circle of life. For we are all children of the trees and stars. We are witch. So with the permission of our ancestors and the blessing of our children, may the magic we raise weave a way forward. Hey, kindred witches, thank you for bringing your magic to this grove and gathering here at the Atomic Hearth for today's Sunday Haven.
We look forward to coming together for our next Sunday Haven, currently planned for Sunday, January 21st, as we continue in this new format. As always, what makes Atomic Witchcraft thrive is all of you. So please join us again, engage us with your questions and thoughts anytime, and consider tossing a coin to your witches if you're able. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.